I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is a bonus episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Now, as ever, let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Well, this podcast is being released on Thursday the 7th of April. And you know what else is happening this day? Well, it's Art Fair's back at Truman Brewery just off Brick Lane. Now, the tagline of this podcast is possibly the world's most inclusive art podcast. Well, if we wear that crown in the art podcast world... Roy's Art Fair definitely holds that crown in the art fair world. Very probably because it's run by artists. The founder, Roy Tyson, a.k.a. Roy's People, appeared on here about 18 months ago. And likewise, the art fair's manager, Will Claridge, about a year ago. So inclusivity is pretty much in its DNA. Well, the Ministry of Arts and Roy's Art Fair have been talking about collaboration for quite some time. And I'm really excited to say that that is happening at this show between Thursday the 7th and Sunday the 10th of April. So Roy's Art Fair has given the Ministry of Arts a space to promote the podcast. And while we're there, we'll be releasing a couple of podcasts, today's episode being one of them. We'll also be recording live at the Art Fair. We'll be chatting to its artists and visitors alike. And for a couple of times each day, we're going to be taking over Roy's Art Fair's Instagram and doing a few Instagram Lives. So everyone can have a little feel of just how much of a buzz there is at Roy's Art Fair. And Roy's Art Fair also collaborate with Own Art. And if you don't know Own Art, they're an organisation that provides interest-free credit on the purchase of original artworks. So you can spread the cost of that artwork over several instalments at absolutely no extra cost. Don't get much better than that, right? Oh, and you know what I said earlier about Roy's Art Fair being inclusive? 
unlike most other art fairs, there's no entry cost. It's free. So there's over 80 artists, great artwork. You can purchase it via own art. It's free to get in. And we're going to be there. What reason is there not to go? So that's Roy's Art Fair, the 7th to the 10th of April, at the Truman Brewery, just off Brick Lane, which means you can also grab yourself a bygo on the way home. And although entry is free, you do have to order a ticket. That can be done at roysartfair.com or follow the link on their Instagram profile, which goes by the same name, Roy's Art Fair. So hopefully, we'll see you there. But back to this bonus episode. Today, I'm taking you to meet Arturo. Arturo is an artist originally from Spain, but has lived in London for quite some time. And like Hippo screen printers in episode 170, Arturo has shown at Roy's Art Fair since day one. And in this episode, Arturo mentions what stall is at at Roy's Art Fair. So if you're attending, go look for him and say hello. Well, I don't want to give you any spoilers about Arturo's work, because he explains it beautifully in this episode. And as we mentioned at the start, Roy's Art Fair opens tonight, Thursday the 7th, and it runs until Sunday. So come down, lap up the atmosphere, and have a great time. But until then, come and meet Arturo. Uh And I've met about eight or ten artists over Zoom. Yeah. I realised that I've not met them in person. And it wasn't until I met them in person, but <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise that some of them were that tall or some were that tall, you know, and we just see each other head and shoulders, don't we, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. I'm not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> so you <just> to know. <laughs> I do have a few questions that I ask each artist. Okay, cool. The first being... How would you explain what you do to someone that doesn't know your work? What I do? Um, well, I have three different kind of lines of business. Yeah. <laughs> one is uh, portraits. The other one is movement. And the other one is crowds, so people. It's all about people. So one's from the individual perspective and always always from a relaxed, uh, happy perspective, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Then the, the movement is, is jumps, uh, is the whole movement of a jump, is the spinning, so the whole movement of the spinning, yeah, yeah. kind of sections, and then the people, the crowds, which is kind of my main thing. I'd mainly seen your crowd work before. Yeah. And then when I was going through your Instagram and I saw the other pieces, mm-hmm. I just presumed that they were studies or something because the predominant piece of your art portfolio is the crowds yes yes well no i i I actually have it as a something that i like to do from time to time i'm focusing on on crowds um because it's also what i like the most because i like i don't know if happens to you when you see crowds don't you think about them? Don't you think yeah, about yeah, yeah. Made up stories about them? Where they are coming from? Why is she so angry? Why is she laughing? He's alone. Well, yeah. So you start making up stories about it. Yeah, that's what I like. And, and, and also it makes me realize I'm not alone. I have to be mindful of others. Uh, there are others, thousands of realities running in parallel. And you have to be mindful of those and be more respectful sometimes. So it's not just you, your your partner, your family, your friends. It's 
loads of people that you don't know, you haven't yeah, seen yeah. them before, but they have their problems, their, their happiness, their, their, their things that are going on at the same time. So you have to be, yeah, exactly. To be a little it's, bit more It's, it's funny because pre-COVID, you know, a crowd was a crowd. Yeah. But now, two years down the line, the, the mm. perception of a crowd has changed to, mm. to everyone. Yeah. Well, I started painting crowds, you know, five, six, even more years ago. And I was always thinking that way. It has been kind of a highlighted or even uh, it's kind of a boost of that mindset that is, has come with the, with, the, with the COVID because of the isolation, because of the social distancing and all that kind of stuff. Actually, I have one of my pieces. It's a crowd. And on top of it, it says in gold letters, uh, uh, social distancing sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, it's it kind of uh, all in that line. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I started around seven years painting crowds. And you paint crowds, and for anyone that hasn't seen your work, you're not sort of face onto a crowd. It's as if you're in a maybe two or three stories up, looking down on on a passing yes. crowd. Yes, yes. I have I have some pieces at the same level. Look at frontal front yeah. to them, like the life on hold. Uh, but usually I do it from above because I feel. Sometimes we are like pieces in a in a in a uh, in a game, and you know we have to move the horse, the king, the queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all that kind of it's kind of a, a table kind of game. Yeah. And you somehow. mentioned before we started recording hmm. that um, you work in the in the city Canary Wolf area. Would I be correct in thinking that a lot of your time is spent looking down on crowds? In that environment as well. Yeah, so yeah, and always, I, 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 every single time I see crowds, I always try to find some somewhere <laughs> because I always with my phone to take for for models. Or <laughs> I <see> right there. <laughs> and people sometimes have people call me, "You are weirdo." You are <laughs> of course. Taking <laughs> picture of people, they were like. Bing. Bing, bing. Actually, sometimes you can see in my paintings, same guy or same girl coming through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I take several of them and then I pick and choose who is going to be in my paintings. So around every single painting, uh, I take around 20 to 30 pictures. Yeah. And then I pick and choose who is going to be there just to keep a good balance, a good structure and everything. And sometimes I keep, I, I, Get people from from a series of twenty, and 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 suddenly have a slot there that is empty, and it's like, okay, let's go and try and find from most <laughs> days, yeah. and you see different clothes, but I then modify them to to fit. Of course, so, yeah, yeah, yes. nice. It's kind of always trying to find the, the elevated point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you're saying that um, when you start taking pictures of crowds, like onlookers might think that you're a little crazy yeah but as soon as you say to someone i'm an artist yeah they don't even want to know the rest of yeah, the story yeah, they yeah, just yeah. go oh okay then <laughs> they just leave <laughs> yeah that's a... I, I haven't i haven't had many of those situations but once in particular it was it was a drunk and nice. it was coming to me like you're you're a weirdo you i was thinking for myself 
on the window. <laughs> Come on. Really? Brilliant. I just don't ignore him. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Did you um did you have art in the home growing up? Uh yeah, actually, actually, my my father, uh he's not an artist, he's an engineer. Um uh, but he uh, painted for me. Uh, you remember Matzinger set the old robot with the. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matzinger. Yeah. So he drew a Matzinger for me on oils. Nice. So, so since then it was like, oh, that's that's nice. And then at school I was always painting or uh, the the uh, cartooning the teachers. My my colleagues. Yeah, yeah. So good. if you see my books and my notebooks, you see all the scrabble around. And when I I bought my first apartment, I said, I want to have my own artwork in Excellent. it. So I started kind of developing that. Took classes, illustration, uh, paintbrush classes, oils classes. So different techniques. And just because I wanted to have my own artwork at my own home. Brilliant. So. <laughs> And do you know at what age that you wanted to take that artwork seriously? Um, apart from keeping it for myself, so more seriously, more professionally, actually it was not that long ago. Yeah. It was, uh, I think it was around 2012 or so. No, actually, when I was living in Barcelona, I started exhibiting as well, which is uh, 2006, 2007. Around that time. And I is that when you moved to the UK? Yeah, I, I moved from Madrid to Barcelona in 2006. And then in 20, 2011, I moved from Barcelona to London. For work, was that, I presume? For, for work, yeah, yeah. Um, so during my time in Barcelona, uh, I, I started already exhibiting more professionally. But it was here in London when I started actually doing proper exhibitions, professional exhibitions, selling my work, uh, pushing harder. Yeah. And Arturo, why do, why do you think that is? Do you think it's because when you've come out of your home, even mm. homeland, mm. come to the UK, you can be someone new, if you uh, know what I mean. You can have a new yeah. persona, if you like. No, actually, actually, I haven't changed anything, um, but... It was a great opportunity that I had. I met some people here and there. Here is loads of exhibitions and shows opening every week. And yeah. I love going to the opening nights because it's when I can go after work. Um, and I met loads of people. And I met the, uh, one of the guys uh, uh, building up uh, Cromart, which is a non-for-profit organization helping emerging artists. At that time, it was an idea he had. And we start talking about street art, urban art, uh, an exhibition I was just about to go. And we become friends and we built up this non-for-profit organization together. Nice. I'm a co-founder co of Chromart. Oh, wow, okay, nice. So, so that's, that's, uh, that's when, when we started organizing uh, art events, uh, meeting other, other artists, uh, promoting other artists, uh, we have, had in some of these events up to 150 artists. Oh, wow, nice. In the show. So, I mean, all that leads you to doing your own thing and develop it and, and be, become more and more professional.
that's very yeah i mentioned oh. that about moving um and having the confidence to become an artist because on this podcast i've met so many people hmm. that have moved away from home yeah. you know, from wherever to wherever yeah. they feel the freedom to become someone else yeah. and it, it pushes down their boundaries you know and makes them yeah. a bit freer yeah maybe maybe it's a combination of of things so this chromart thing, the exhibitions, the shows, so many street art galleries and urban art galleries that I love. And all together with being here on my own without jail, probably the, the friends that I have in my, in my, in my uh, city, in my Madrid or Barcelona, probably all together made me become more and more focused in it. Yeah. yeah maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I never thought about that. <laughs> but, Maybe. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong because you're, you know, you're going in the route you're going, aren't you? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know you're showing at Roy's art fair, well, between the 7th and the 10th of April. Yes. Is this your first time at Roy's or have you shown there before? No, no, no. <laughs> no, actually, I've I've been showing with them for this is my seventh time, I think, nice. or so. Yeah. So from the very beginning. Uh, I, I think I've I've been showing with them. Um, they 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 organized it very very well. So every single time, some of the artists uh, that I work with uh, as uh, as Cromart, so helping emerging artists, ask me about uh, art fairs where they can show, uh, events where they can go and meet other artists, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I always recommend uh, Royce as one of of the best uh, events in that sense because it's very well organized it, the art level is very good and and it's super lively and the yeah. it creates somehow as well a, a kind of a community sense so you always end up talking to other artists sharing your secrets in terms of <laughs> well, these are my techniques this is yeah, how yeah, i do yeah. these this is so it's kind of a good thing to have yeah exactly so helping each other to sort of yeah, grow and evolve yeah. And that's what, one of the things I love the most about these these kind of art events. To be honest, if you've shown with Roy's art fair since the beginning, hmm. how did you become involved with the first one? Um, compared to the first ones, I, the first ones I had different different kind of approaches. So I, I tried to show everything and all the, the three lines of, of businesses. And if I had something that I wanted to do at some point, totally different, I always I also put it there. Now I have become a little bit more focused. Uh, my artwork is much more detailed, much more, uh, the technique is much more evolved. I'm mixing different techniques all together, stencils, uh, watercolors, spray paint, um, copper, gold, silver, all that together is, is brought up kind of a, uh, a different or more evolved artwork. In that yeah, well, it's, more, it's, it's more cohesive if you can see just one line of work, but variations of it, yes. rather than, as you say, three types of work, because that, yeah. that doesn't sort of gel with a visual personality of a person, yeah. does it? Yeah, yeah, no, I totally, totally agree. And also, it's it's good to to have your uh, kind of your public is coming to you because yeah. of what you do in and what they are seeing there. If you mix too much, uh, probably they get distracted and they say like, mm, it's not, it's not 
focus somehow is yeah, kind of yeah. so dispersed. So you you lose their attention probably. Um, so that's why I'm focusing a little bit more in that sense. I suppose it's nice even for yourself to look back at your first show at Roy's mm. and then look at your last one and see how it's evolved from the first to the last. Yeah, and also it's not only, not only the, the setup and the, the way you approach the world, but also the way you explain to people how you do things, why you do things, what moves you to do what you are doing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I've become a little bit more, conf- I, I have been always very kind of confident in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, I feel more comfortable explaining more things, uh, more deep uh, than I used to in the past, probably. So, yeah. That's just, as you said, you've grown more confident in your work. That just means you understand your own work and process mm. a lot more than you did several years ago. Yeah, 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 definitely. I have it more clear than, than I had it in the, in the past. I was exploring uh, a few years back. I was exploring more in terms of technique, in terms of subjects, instead of, of size and, 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 and media, uh, and now kind of all is focused. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, it's that process of trial and error, isn't it? You yeah, try yeah. one new medium, if it adds something to your work, then it stays in possibly yeah, exactly. for, forever or for a while. If yeah. it doesn't work, it gets shelved because it might work further down the line. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's, that's what it is. I mean, and it's, it's something that people... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. People don't uh, really realize uh, your success, if, if any, uh, is, uh, is not a punctual thing. It's, it's an, uh, an evolution of years. So it's the word you have put in there. So when they see your piece and it's X amount of pounds, and they go like, oh, he's too expensive. Yeah, I've been working on that 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not just this piece that took me two months. It's 10 years working yeah. to get here. So exactly. and that's something sometimes is difficult for people in general to, to understand sometimes. But it's interesting. And do you see much of a difference in the art arena in Spain compared to the UK? Yes, yes, indeed. I mean, here in here in London, uh, I have the opportunity to go to different art events, even uh, even twice a week, and are always things that I like. So I don't go to an exhibition just for the sake of it. It's, I go just because I like what is being in, what is being shown. In Spain, 
it's not that frequent to find galleries showing this kind of work. And also the kind of collectors is changing, it's changing, but uh, the kind of collectors are more to the big names. So not that keen on new names coming to the scene. And also people in general, uh, I wouldn't say they're, they care about originals. Uh, if they have a, a, a poster of uh, Dali or a poster of uh, uh, Monet in a frame, they, they, it's fine for us, most yeah. of them. Yeah. So that's, they don't, that's, not, yeah. that's not such a bad thing, really, as, as long as you like, you know, what's a dawn in your wall. We can't all afford a Dali to put in your no, front room. No, no, yeah. no, no, but what I, mean, what I mean is that people in general are not interested in artwork. Yeah. In, in in proper new artists, new originals coming up. I mean, I, I cannot afford a, an original Dali, but <laughs> but I, I, look, I mean. Wow. Oh, nice. Oh, I know a few of those. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, it's collecting. a nice bit of artwork you got there. For, <laughs> yeah, for people that are, I mean, people are going to be listening to this and they can't see it, but you've just <laughs> turned your camera around onto your own um, sort of gallery wall there in, in your yeah. uh, in your home. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, I mean, I have that interest in buying and, and, and acquiring new pieces and adding to, to my collection. And maybe in Spain, it's, it's not that easy to find collectors interested in acquiring or purchasing originals uh, from new and up-and-coming artists or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, but That's then again, it's, it's, only a, it's only a cultural thing, isn't it? Because 20 mm. years ago, it was exactly the same as that in mm. London. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And, and I, as I said, things are changing. So there are quite a few art galleries in in Madrid specifically that I love to go and visit every single time I, I visit the city. Yeah, things are changing. Well, Good. Good. <laughs> because you know, as as we as we're all aware, you know, hmm. art brings so much uh, so much more than just visual pleasure, doesn't it, into your life? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I love art in all the, the their aspects. Arturo, which piece that you've created do you think has got the strongest emotional connection? Oh, the strongest emotional connection. Um, I have to be honest here, and is that although I put all myself into every single one. I, I take everything so personally, of course. <laughs> sometimes too much. Uh, but if I had to highlight some, some piece, would be probably not from the People's series, but from the Movement series. And it's called El Alma Danza, which is the dancing soul. Okay. It, it was a huge canvas, uh, red colors. It was the whole movement of a choreography uh, movement and 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 it was oils so I used oils for that particular one and the strength of that image and the the whole movement and and the different interpretations people have had around that piece it's been incredible nice yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's I would say that one but again I put all myself in all my pieces and and now that I'm doing even more detail, I get into it so deep <laughs> and I even try and find new models of uh, sports shoes or sneakers <laughs> just to, to make that difference. 
well, each, yeah. each artwork is a learning process for the artist as well, because you're not 100% sure of the outcome of the artwork. You've got yeah. a slight idea, even if yeah. you're, even if you're um, translating it from a photograph, yeah. you don't know the sort of feeling that that artwork's going to have at the end. Yeah. And sometimes it can just, for, for the artist this is, it could mm -hmm. just be a finished artwork. Sometimes yeah. there can just be a little piece of it that, that is really mm. quite special. Sometimes you may not even know what that special thing is. Yes. It's no, got a really... sort of aura about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I always, I don't do it in all of my pieces, but I always try to put in there some people I know. So my brother, my sister. Yeah, that's uh... always good. <laughs> so it's, and, and I have loads of commissions where I have to include the collectors. That was going to be my next question. As you said that, that just popped into my mind. <laughs> yes, indeed. I have had quite quite a few of those and, and, and the families uh, having those kind of uh, commissions, they love it. They, of course. They absolutely love it. Um, and then oh, yeah. sometimes it's also, it also happens that I'm drawing and I, I don't know why, but I see somebody there I say like, oh, this looks like <laughs> they are not, but they look like it, and I end them up like, like if we're them. So, <laughs> well, the person, the person viewing the um, the artwork, it's just another man or woman, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And most of uh, lots of people when when in, in these shows they come to me and say, where where are these? Uh, when I explain this from pictures that I take. Where when do you where do you take those pictures? I say like uh, Liverpool Street Station, Canary Wharf. They say, oh, Liverpool Street Station. I might be there. <laughs> they start <laughs> yeah. looking for themselves. Oh, maybe this looks like me. Yeah. So maybe it's me. Thousands <laughs> of people passing through that that scene every every um, every hour. Yes, yes, definitely. But the thing is, I always change clothes. I always change the hairstyle. I always change the hair color just because I want to keep a good balance. So if yeah. I see too many people wearing black together, I don't, I know, I, I don't accept that. I change it, <laughs> or I add a footprint uh, to a to a coat, or I add, I don't know, things here and there that <laughs> change things. So yeah. at Roy's Art Fair, do you have people stopping to to look and and see if they sort of recognize anyone in? In yeah. their artworks, there. Yeah, yeah, they really lots of times actually because Royce is uh, one of the the the, the Royce exhibitions is in Shoreditch and is quite close to Liverpool Street Station. Lots of people go and say like, "Oh, I commute to Liverpool Street Station every day, so I might be there." <laughs> so, do you yeah, put any architecture happens. in there so that it's recognizable to where you're, where the images come from? I always no, I always try to decontextualize it. So I don't even put the, the color of the floors or the okay. tiles or anything. But there are some details that will tell you because there's always the stairs on the right uh, top right corner or the the Stansted Express uh, old kiosk yeah, 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 yeah. that is not there anymore. So I won't paint it anymore in the future, <laughs> uh, but it's always there. And so people are going like, hmm, this looks familiar, even though it's decontextualized. Brilliant. So it's kind of a point. <laughs> Excellent, of course. Yeah. If there was you and hmm. five other artists, past or present, hmm. what would your ideal group show be? 
how well I actually have been showing with most of the ones that I will tell you. Oh, good. <laughs> so I've been I've been showing with Dorothy Circus Gallery recently. I've been showing with uh, uh, Corey Helford Gallery in in LA. So I would say some of the people I've shown already with um, would be in those top five. Like for example, Alex Face, uh, Hikari Shimoda, uh, Hush. I don't know. I have. So many, <laughs> some some of them are already in my walls. So Sandra, Sandra uh, I can tell you some of these. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Stink, I love. Uh, I don't know. It's plenty. <laughs> and it's yeah. it's funny that the artwork can appeal to us because, like on your wall there, you mm. haven't got one type of art. You've got several different. Mm. different fields of artwork haven't you you know and so yeah, they all appeal to you for different reasons yeah always within the urban art style so it's, it's mostly street art but uh, with a tweak so yeah you can find things like sweller or uh, danny o'connor which is more more fine art. how did you come by sweller because he's pretty new isn't he he's only like five years old in the uk did yeah. you know him from Australia, which is where he comes from, yeah. or did you know him from Ben Oakley Gallery? Ben Oakley. <laughs> there yeah. you go, because it was yeah. Ben that brought him over here, wasn't it? Yes, yes. I, I met, uh, I, well, actually, I learned about this artist uh, with Ben Oakley, uh, but then also using Instagram, I always go and check by tags and, and, and see it goes, scroll, 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 scroll. When I see somebody I like, I connect and I ask for a piece. And How I, good is Sweller? Sweller was one one of those. I know I, we I know we're speaking about you here. Yeah. So we shouldn't be bigging up too many contemporary <laughs> artists. But Sweller, when yeah. I first saw him, he was just so fresh. Yeah. And I saw him maybe five years ago. Well, when Ben first brought him over, yeah. and and the piece that you've got on the wall there, that was from Ben's show, wasn't it? No, it was directly from 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 Arthur. Oh, okay. what a good guy! Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, and it's it's it's, it's the same name as me, so it's Arthur. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, oh, come on, <laughs> we must be friends somehow. And it's got it's got art in the name as well. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So yeah, I like I like uh, exploring new artists all, all the time. I always try to find what really calls or catch my eye, um, and and some of these that I have here are some of those, yeah. Sometimes uh, I see someone, I, I start talking to them and I think, I think, okay, I have to buy a piece of this guy and suddenly they skyrocket and I cannot afford it. But I have already the, the friendship with them, yeah. but I cannot ask them, okay, do you have to make a good price for me? <laughs> but they can't because they are with galleries. Well, what so, people, yeah. if, if people aren't into art, and then they get into it, they realize hmm. that the artwork is just like a, a small section of the artist's personality. Yeah. And like you just said there, that you buy a piece of the artist, yeah. you, you genuinely do Absolutely. create a bond with a part of a person's personality. And you can find that in their artwork, then yeah, you've got a, you've got a yeah. prized piece of artwork, haven't you? Definitely, you know? definitely. And it it and may not mean the same to you know, the person on your left or the person on your right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And sometimes, uh, for example, with my artwork, uh, sometimes people just look at it uh, from aesthetics perspective. 
because they like the colors and the gold or the or the copper or just a plain one and the black and white of the people but some others uh, when uh, when i explain that say like oh my god now now yeah. i'm interested in it it's it's not just the aesthetics but also what you put in it and, and what moved you to make it because that kind of awakes in the in your collector that kind of interest for the people and the kind of being more mindful and more respectful and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, definitely. I, I, I put part of me in of into my pieces. So and when I, when I sell one of those, it's like saying goodbye to a piece <laughs> of me. <laughs> and, and likewise that I've discovered, you might yep. walk past an artwork and, and think, oh, that doesn't appeal to me as hmm. strongly as that. Yeah. But you speak to the artist, then all of a sudden, bang, you're brought yeah. into, into their art persona, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's one of the best things about Royce and other art fairs is, is exactly that, the opportunity to talk to the collector. Yeah. Because having your artwork in a website and a shop online, yeah, yeah, you sell, you sell, you sell, but you don't have the chance to talk to the collector. You don't have the chance to interact and learn about them uh, or them learning about you. If so, so that interaction is what I what I really appreciate from from these art fairs on the opening night, uh, the late evenings, and the whole weekend. Just because I I like talking to the people, and yeah. I, I've seen it sells better when I'm there. And that's what you think. When you interact with people, it's easier to connect with your artwork. So you are kind of a, the medium, the, the link between the collector and the artwork. And you, if, if that connection works, is when a sales happens. It's the best way to know what's behind a piece of paper with people in black and white. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. this, this will be coming out on the day that Roy's Art Fair opens, which is Thursday the 7th of April. If people listen to this in the morning and then visit Roy's Art Fair between the 7th and the 10th of April, yeah, what are they likely to see on your stall? Well, they are going to see me. <laughs> I'll be there. Um, because I, because precisely because of this, because I like talking to people. Um, will see uh, new pieces. I'm trying to get on time um, a few surprises, uh, collaboration with somebody else, uh, kind of a known uh, street artist. Nice. Um, and we'll see uh, loads of crowds <laughs> in my wall. <laughs> Brilliant. We'll see, we'll see uh, new things, although they are, they are kind of flying. Uh, my la my latest piece, if it doesn't go before the seventh, uh, will be there as well, which is a kind of a three D uh, new piece uh, made of different layers with neons and uh, an epoxy oh, okay. resin. Uh, it's very it's very cool in person. It's very very cool. Do you know where you are at the moment within the hall? Yes, is the stand uh, AT. I'm gonna be very very easy to find because I'm going to be by the bar. That's a good place to be. <laughs> so very very easy, especially especially on the opening night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So it's, the, it's kind of the second room, just uh, in front of the the, the entrance. Excellent. So what do you think you'd like to be if you wasn't an artist? That's a, a musician. 
actually nice. in fact in fact i'm a, a music composer and a lyric writer on the the spanish society of authors oh wow okay, in fact, okay. yeah it was I, I had my keyboards and my computers and i used to compose music uh, before I started more in depth with with the art, the fine arts, and, the, and all of that, so maybe it would be a musician. Good. Although, although I'm happy with the uh, finance kind of profile. <laughs> in <laughs> it, the other, it gives me a life and the mortgage paid. Of course, there you go. And other than Roy's art fair, hmm. have you got anything else coming up? Yeah, coming up, uh, an exhibition in Tokyo. Uh, nice. with Dorothy Circus Gallery as well. So they are co-curating uh, an exhibition there in June. And also Corey Helfer will do something soon. I haven't the details yet, but they have already confirmed they will be counting on me uh, again. Uh, I've been doing uh, four or five shows with them since uh, November 2020. Uh, they seem to be happy <laughs> Good. with the results. So I guess the next ones will, will be those, uh, Tokyo and, and, and Los Angeles. Yeah. Brilliant. Finally, where can anyone, if they're not able to get to Roy's art fair, mm -hmm. where can they find your work online, be it social media or website? Well, I think the, main, the, the best place is, would, be, would be Instagram. Always, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's where I have everything updated. Uh, because Facebook, I, I don't see it's working that well. And, uh, and and in Instagram, you will see also the the link to the shop. So you, you have all at once. So my Instagram would be Ajeras, A-G-H-E-R-A-S, 73. Okay. And that's, that's me. And I have all there. Um, I always do uh, interior design Mondays where I put my artwork in an interior design. Nice. Good idea. And then on, on Thursdays, I usually do my own artwork or my new additions to, to, to the collection. So I, mean, oh, and I should have asked at Roy's Art Fair, are you showing original paintings or prints or a mixture of both? A mix, mix of both. Um, actually, what I do mainly is uh, I do big uh, originals, and then what I do, which is more affordable for people in general, are these prints hand finished. So I, when I use spray paint, when I use the gold, the copper, the silver, and everything, so it makes every single piece unique. Yeah, good. At, as a, at a price, uh, at a much lower price than an, an original, That's because good. I don't have to paint every single piece. <laughs> it takes. Every single these pieces takes me take me around two three months. Wow! Just to complete the the original. So yeah, it's a it's a good way to offer a, a, an affordable piece, a unique affordable piece. So yeah. What is the price range between um, the original pieces and mm. the prints? Well, original pieces, the latest I've I've sold with Corey Helford or with uh, Dorothy Circus or in my own shop uh, have been around uh, 1,700, 1,800, around that, uh, usually are bigger pieces. Uh, but then the, the, the hand-finished prints are DIN A2, which is uh, slightly smaller uh, for smaller budgets and smaller flats and apartments. Of course. Uh, and are more affordable, are one-third of that. So it's around 560, 570. Nice. And that so 
in that price range. Then I have smaller pieces, uh, original, some of them around 300, 400. And I have also a set of, of skateboards, uh, which are a very oh, limited nice. edition. Yeah, very limited edition of 10. Then in, in warm colors, 10 of uh, cool colors, blues and, and reds, I mean. And those are very, very affordable. So actually, I, I've seen some kids uh, asking asking for it to, <laughs> to the parents just to, to skate, not to hang it on the wall. <laughs> I always try to have uh, something for every budget and for every kind of wall because living in London, you usually have a small flat if you can afford it. <laughs> so I, I tend to have pieces around DIN A2, uh, the maximum, or DIN A1 for the originals. Brilliant. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Arturo, that, that seems to be mm -hmm. everything. So thank you for your time. Oh, thank you. And I'll look forward to seeing you on mm -hmm. the private view on the Thursday the 7th at Truman Brewery just off Brick Lane in London E1. Exactly. We'll be there. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. Thank and you for you, your time. You will, see, you will see how tall I am. <laughs> <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Arturo, thank you very much, mate, and I'll see you on Thursday. Yeah, nice to meet you. See you later. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. If you've got an exhibition or any other creative project within the arts, or even just want to promote your own artwork, you could do that in podcast form similar to the one you've just listened to. They start at a convenient price point that is comfortable for any artist working on a budget. This podcast itself is created by working artists and we know how important that is. So to find out more information, you can email us on ministryofartsorg at gmail.com or on Instagram at Ministry of Arts Org. Ta-da! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.